I think we've got the video. Round it there, Roshi. <laughs> so, you ever on standby? Do you? There you go. <laughs> that was the worst day of my life. The worst day of my life. My God, it was absolutely brutal. <laughs> what what happened? OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. In association with Movember. Effortless shave. Magnificent mode. Terrible news for, for Senegal's Sadio Mane. He has been ruled out of the World Cup. So uh, injured playing for Bayern Munich earlier this month and he has failed to recover on time. Senegal's record goal scorer, X-ray on his injured knee yesterday. That's that's a bit of a blow for Senegal. But the sad and sadio really, doesn't it? Oh, very good, Gavin. Um, no, it's uh, it's it's very uh, it's very upsetting for Senegal and Mane. Um but good news for Qatar. Well yeah, you were saying um, this. So I, I like so that that group is what ne- tell us about that? Netherlands, group? Senegal, Qatar and Ecuador. So expect the Dutch to top that group. Yeah. And then if Senegal are very good, like if they had Mane, I thought that maybe they could match what they did in O two and go to the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Progress a little now bit. I'm not so sure. I think Qatar, Qatar will have benefited from effectively being a club site. Like I mean, the Qatari leagues shut down in September. They've been training away together, and they'll have a level of kind of cohesion that no other side will have. Yeah. You know? I mean, this has been cobbled together, se- uh, you know, within seven days of the European season uh, going on pause. So. I don't know. I think Qatar. I know we saw them in a friendly against Ireland twenty twenty one, where they were, they were that truly day. useless. And uh, they also that poor form continued on into this year. They, uh, as part of their preparations during the summer, they lost a behind door uh, closed doors friendly to Linfield. Uh, lost one nil. But um, come back from that. Will they become the first side to lose to Linfield and then go to the World Cup last sixteen? Possibly. A lot, they'd take that certainly as host to get progress beyond the uh, the group stage because that is a relatively tough group but uh, with Mane being out that uh, the back page of the Sun covers that story as well Sad Mane excuse me covers uh, suffers KO Bale still perfect Gareth Bale getting into the swing of things uh, we'll come back to this as well Ron's 10 day Cristiano Ronaldo blasting Eric Ten Hag's excuses after unleashing another scathing attack on the Manchester United boss so part 2 of that interview was aired last night so we'll come back to that later on Viking smashed her Kenny fighting his corner after loss and uh I guess the back page of the Guardian as well. I mean, Gav, you're heading to Qatar. We're going to touch on this now. Uh, you're flying out tomorrow, but mm-hmm. Beckham beams in with message of tolerance. Qatar ambassador's vision for hosts. Uh, England field training burn as they punter taking a knee. Um, England dealing, trying to deal with the heat. I think they're taking beetroot juice and turmeric and stuff to kind of cope with the uh, with the heat. Colin Buhig, our producer, pointed this photo out this morning. Phil Foden, what looks very, I guess. Communist Soviet Union esque Russia vibes with the granny's curtains furniture. Is there. that a tear in the curtain? It is a tear in the curtain. Also <laughs> in the back, what appears to be a tear in the curtain. So you've got the the wall and the curtains and the the carpet and the. Oh, couches. and that must be the England Hotel. Of course, so that, that I mean the tear in that curtain. That's a real bang of intro Symbolic. to intro to Athletic Long Read on England's <laughs> disastrous World Cup. What in does Qatar. the tear mean? Yeah. Um, so, Gav, you're flying out to, to Qatar tomorrow. How are you feeling about of the ahead of the trip? Are you? Yeah, Nervous, well, look, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at videos of, of security guards um, force, uh, forcefully pushing away journalists and, and threatening to smash cameras. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, it's concerning you know, for journalists as well. I have to say, I am excited about it, I have to say. Um, I know it's um, it's certainly the most controversial World Cup since 1978, and, and rightly so. Mm. It's um, it's almost like a moral quandary for everyone for everyone who, who's either going or sitting down or sitting down to watch, who isn't a blazer at FIFA, it would seem. I mean, yeah. they're the only ones who weren't assailed by their conscience over this. Uh, sorry, and David Beckham as well has obviously lost the won the war with his own conscience <laughs> over all of this as well. But no, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's look, I mean, there's a professional level of excitement there. It's the biggest story in the world, and to be at to be at it is a pretty amazing opportunity. 
there's the story as well that's kind of come out in the in the, the papers this morning as well. But Qatar wanting to ban Budweiser being sold in stadiums. So all along we've been told that Budweiser is the the beer that's being sold in grounds or whatever else. And just two days out from kickoff, so today, 48 hours, of course, from the Qatar-Ecuador Ecuador game on Sunday. So in talks with FIFA, who are shocked by the late nature of this call, apparently, uh, FIFA already conceded to Qatar 2022 and making Budweiser stands less prominent in the stadiums. Um, this came at the insistence of the Thani Royal family in Qatar. Uh, alcohol, of course, will be sold at the Doha fan parks, but there's talk that this is going to happen. Alcohol will be banned mm. from stadiums, which is... A mad late call. I mean, yeah. 48 hours out from the first game. It's like the Qataris have just seen all the fans starting to arrive and they're like, no, let's pull the plug. Yeah, um, not to mean the, the place is ruled by royal decree. So, I mean, generally what they want, they'll get. So I'd expect this to happen if it's being reported and if it's being weighed up. But it's also consistent with some of the slightly chaotic preparation and the, the um, moving things on a whim. We know that, uh, for example, they've for a tournament that was awarded 12 years ago. Uh, the start date was brought forward by a day, which is which just over 100 days <laughs> out. That was, um, again, so that meant FIFA had a load of sponsors activation launched around the world around 100 days to the World Cup. Of that was course. instantly out of date. There was an extraordinary story reported by Tarek Panj of the New York Times back then that the Emir was on the Emir of Qatar was on his way to an official stadium opening and decided to rename the stadium and the car on the way to it. Um, I can't remember. It might be the Al Janoub Stadium. You couldn't write um, it. Yeah, no. And so you know, he arrived, and you know, all the all the all the signage and all the uh, branding and everything is done for the stadium. And it's just like, oh, by the way, we've we've renamed it on the way here. So yeah, that's just a, another little insight into the into the country in which they're dealing with. But you know. Some might say that FIFA might have had an idea that this was possible um, before they awarded it to Qatar, uh, unless, of course, maybe they didn't do their full due diligence, which is, mm. you know, I mean, a possibility. Who could possibly accuse FIFA yeah. of not doing due diligence? Um, I mean, it's a bit. You're staying in Doha, is it? So, what's the setup for journalists? Yeah. Like, is it just a case of all journalists are penned in one area together, or is it kind of fairly fluid? I don't. I, we're, I'm in a hotel, uh, in a hotel of the Irish Times, um, by 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 pure chance in Doha, uh, and then it's uh, you know it's like I suppose it's more like an Olympics in the sense that look I've never been to a World Cup before, but it's all in one place. Usually, like you know, last year in Russia and then in Brazil, so these huge continental sized countries. I'd imagine yeah. you spend most of the World Cup flying from one city to another. That obviously won't happen this time. You'll you'll hop on a metro and line next time as well. For USA, um, Canada, Mexico, that's going to be a lot of flying. Lately. The metro line covers most things, so it seems like there's this giant media center um, that is an old converted airport from which is like everyone's central node, and then they'll hop on shuttle buses out to out to the various stadia. Um, in terms of going off the beaten track for stories, um, I'm not sure many people will be able to do that because I'm not sure if there's a if there's a non-beaten track. If does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it's like stay it's between just, the rope. It's just you know the place is so small and it's uh, yeah. you know there's so many stadiums and it's 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 all kind of on that. On that kind of quite defined circuit, uh, so we'll have to see, we'll have to see how it goes. So no, I look, I'm I'm su- I am I am super excited about it. I guess those stories will be <clears throat> around the teams. Like some teams, no doubt, will take political stances during matches or before games or whatever. And we don't know what some of these things will look like. Could be as simple as wearing the rainbow laces or taking the knee, as we're saying England could be planning to do. So there's going to be little things, but you'd imagine a couple of teams will have some serious stances and, mm. and have maybe discussed in their leadership groups to, to do something so maybe that the stories will be at the games yeah I mean quite possibly um, I'm not sure as to whether I'm not sure what is planned obviously there's the rainbow armband but that's quite a subtle protest really yeah. I'm not sure that will send too many ripples around the world obviously Australian pl- players spoke out ahead of the tournament 
I got the sense maybe that they spoke out because in the sense that that's their stance it was very admirable and very powerful and they should be praised for it and, and nothing else but uh, you get the sense that maybe that was them addressing the situation mm. ahead of the tournament will they continue to do so during it maybe they will I don't know but you know FIFA will ban what they see as political slogans yeah. so the Danish team tried to wear uh, t-shirts bearing the phrase human rights at training what a terrible and, thing and FIFA rejected it as political how dare like, they wear I mean, t-shirts saying human rights and like, but for FIFA to interpret that as a political slogan is kind of boils down the outlook um, which has resulted in sending the World Cup to Qatar was Grant Wall, the, the US journalist, I think, tweeting the other day, talking about even he was trying to take photos of a slogan or something in a public area? And in a media centre. Sh- um, media centre. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a giant bland slogan on the wall of a media centre, and according to this story, he took a picture of it, and a security guard sidled over to say, no pictures, and can you delete that, please, sir? It's just like, you know, that's on the wall of the media centre. Like, that's where, the, you know, at the accreditation collection point. So literally every journalist, every international media figure going to the World Cup will pass through this room. So uh, They're just not used to this freedom of expression, possibly the, yeah, the security over there. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be the issue and that's at the root of a lot of the uneasiness among people wondering whether to go or not. The gap between what's said by those organising the tournament and what's put out in FIFA press releases and what might actually be enforced on the mm. ground. How do you change... Uh, the years if not decades long um, practices uh, and principles and outlooks of those on the ground for the sake of for just you know at the flick of a switch as if to say you know hands out like this is going to be light touch yeah. for a month you know what games you're you're covering so I've got my I've got a list only some have been approved at the moment uh, I'm doing I'm definitely doing England's three group games and I'm definitely doing France Denmark uh, mm. I can only assume that FIFA looked at my previous list of matches that'll be a great game and assumed I was Danish given I've done so many other games before <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it I'm down I've applied for loads of others as to whether because everyone is the same place obviously much easier to get to games yes. allowed to go to two a day um, so I just have to see as to whether I'll make the cut for uh, other games I'd, they, I was talking to someone if they reckon I should be grand for one game a day okay. but Spain Germany I'll struggle for and oh, Brazil and Argentina games I might struggle for which would be, uh, be nice to which would be super it? disappointing yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so you know I'll take uh, if FIFA are listening I'll take, I'll take uh, Argentina Saudi Arabia not a bother if anyone's listening just get Gav to an Argentina or Brazil <laughs> game please uh, yeah we'll return to that uh, later on in the show before we, we, we leave Gavin um more World Cup. I mean, mm. you've been obviously doing your research and analysing the, the groups and the teams ahead of the, the tournament itself. Any shouts for dark horses, for winners? How are you feeling about the groups? Will there be anyone... You, you mentioned Qatar as well, earlier with Sadio Mane being out for Senegal could potentially squeeze into the last 16, but any surprises that you can foresee? Uh, look, I and all those who listen to my predictions are all still in recovery having tipped Turkey as dark horses as the, oh, the so, previous... Oh, so, so did I. At the previous Euros, They absolutely stank the place out. Uh, who do I think will win? Um... It, it does feel like the balance of power has finally shifted back to South America. Well, so the World Cup has been carved up by Western Europe for the last 20 years. But I think Brazil, probably. The f- I think the fear, the only real question mark around them is how they'll do against top-level European opposition because they haven't played them. Yeah. yeah. They've played one European team since the last World Cup and that was a 2019 friendly against Czech Republic. So mm-hmm. they haven't really been tested there. But then their top players are all playing and Champions League and yeah. most of them are playing the Premier League at this point. So... Probably Brazil. I really want Argentina to win it. Uh, I have to say, I will admit that. I would love to see Messi's legacy crying. His his, look, his legacy is secure regardless of what happens in this World Cup. But it would be amazing for him to, you know, to win for the great. I think I just like the completeness of legacy of the best player ever to play the game 
to have won everything there is to win. Yeah. Really. Um, so I hope that happens. Dark horses, um, maybe I'm overrating them because I've seen them against Ireland and seen them in the flesh, but I think Serbia are really good. Right. Once Mitrovic and Vlajevic are fit, which I think they probably will be, maybe defensively a little bit suspect, but they just have so many goals in that team. You know, they're, they're in a tough enough group with Brazil, Switzerland and Cameroon, I think. Mm. Um, so but I think maybe Serbia uh, might surprise a few of us. Denmark are they dark horses can I really say yeah. that Denmark are anything but a, a horse in kind of dazzling white glare given I've seen them so bloody often throughout <laughs> my uh, throughout my life so maybe they, them among them um, other other interesting things I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to see how Ghana do yeah. they have Chris Hewton there as a kind of a, a Bobby Robson to the manager Steve Staunton mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say they're coming in and winging a prayer but the Ghanaian FA did announce Two national days of fasting and prayer ahead of the World Cup, right. just to give them, uh, just to give them uh, a little bit more look in this tournament. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes there. Um, and look, England, or as ever, well, this is it. Uh, a the big fasc- question, a fascinating story for us. If I'm, if I'm to right, I'm going to put you completely on the spot here. Yeah, please. And do. I'm going to name each group, and you're going to very quickly give me the two teams that are going to come out of the group. Excellent. We'll, we'll go no further, right? Excellent. We'll go no further. So Group A, we've got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Dutch. Yeah, so Netherlands to top it with Qatar squeezing ahead of a Mane less Senegal. I like that. Group B, England, Iran, USA, Wales. England and USA. Oh, all the Welsh fans have just pressed the off button. Sorry, I'm sorry, Wales. But, you know, it's fair. USA have a strong squad. Uh, probably leaning that way as well. I think they're the youngest squad in the tournament. It's just there's right. so much energy, I think. Look, I mean, if Bale is fit for three games. Changes He's the it. ultimate big game player, so that could change it. Yeah, for sure. Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Saudi Arabia's top, obviously. Um, <laughs> Argentina, followed by Poland. Argentina, followed by Poland. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen, I've seen a lot of people talking about Mexico, but that was... Uh, Mexico are the Irish rugby team of Football World Cup. They're great at the minute. They get to the last 16, then they don't win a knockout game. They yeah. haven't won a... They haven't been, they've been to every last 16 since... I think it's at USA 94 right. and they've lost in the last 16 at every World Cup since USA 94 It's like Ireland at the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals mm-hmm. essentially yeah, can't get past it uh, Group D France, Australia Denmark, Tunisia uh, France to top with Denmark second I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if Denmark top it ahead of France Yeah Seems like a fairly straightforward group either or France or Denmark to top it yeah. Group E uh, like this group Spain, Costa Rica Germany, Japan Yeah I think Spain Germany to top it Ooh. Spain second with Japan who I thought Japan would have had me Dark Horses label had they been in an easier group tough group they'll finish third and I think Costa Rica will lose all their games right they're going to be the wooden spoon team of the of the World Cup Them, themselves are Ghana maybe yeah. right right Group F Belgium, Canada Morocco, Croatia yeah it's so interesting this because this is the hipster you'd group, imagine Belgium and Croatia will be fine but they're creaking uh, mm-hmm. maybe actually uh, Croatia have regenerated themselves a little bit and obviously Modric doesn't seem to age yeah. uh, so Croatia will get through I think Belgium I think Belgium will get through but I don't think they'll go much further than the last 16 Right. like Alderweireld and Vertonghen are still at the back Axel Witzel could be in midfield mm. Lukaku is injured Aging. Hazard's been sitting on the bench and he's not the kind of guy who you know who, who immediately gets his match fitness back shall we yeah. say and Canada probably won't have enough to get out of the group but like can you imagine the pace of oh. like Alfonso Davis and these guys on the counter yeah. if he's fit against, for the opening game against hope. that Belgian defence yeah, it could yeah. be it could be ugly um, and sorry who do we say the other team uh, in that so group it's Tunisia oh Tunisia um, yeah I will uh, sorry what, which group are we talking about uh, no, Belgium, sorry. Canada, oh, Morocco. Morocco, Croatia yeah so yeah. Morocco had dropped I mean the, the coach Bosnian coach is it 
Oh, I can't remember his name. It begins with, I, I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> He's a kind of an anti Carlos Kiraj. So Kiraj is back as World Cup in charge of Iran again. Yes. I th- I'm sure we all, we all have had our moments watching Carlos <laughs> Kiraj teams. They're not exactly, it's not exactly champagne football. Tough to watch. Uh, so I thought we wouldn't see him at this World Cup because he left Iran after 2018 to take the Columbia job. Got yes. Sacked for right. not qualifying. Then took the Egypt job job got sacked for not qualifying and Iran hired him again anyway so he's back and the uh, sorry to complete this anecdote the guy who qualified Morocco who's again his name escapes me I'm sorry uh, this is the third time now he's qualified a team for the World Cup and been sacked just before the World Cup <laughs> um, so uh, they've, got a, they've got a local guy in charge they've brought back Ziyech because um, uh, the previous coach had fallen out with him I think that's probably why they why they uh, why he ended up getting getting the sack so but I don't think they'll have enough I think uh, I do think Croatia will top it I think Belgium will squeak through in second but yeah. won't go a whole lot further Morocco beat Georgia 3-0 in a friendly last night Ziyech was on the, on the score sheet so Barrett wasn't playing I don't, I don't think right. so so they have a bit of strength and depth still to come back in Group G Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon yeah really good group this uh, I think Brazil will top it uh, and I've one of the games I've applied for that I'm looking forward to most if I can get in is Serbia against Switzerland Brilliant. in the final group game that feels like a shootout for second place among countries with a certain amount of history between them they had a cracker um, and a quite <laughs> and quite a controversial one at the previous World Cup so I think Serbia I'll stick with my dark horses tag Ooh. and Serbia to, to beat Switzerland there. a lot of people saying the Swiss because the Swiss like progressing out, out of the group Roy Keane went for the Swiss I think to progress second but that will be a, a classic game that Serbia-Switzerland match shootout not really not Cameroon but I mean Serbian Switzerland. Well, Cameroon, Cameroon have. I mean, genuinely, the Cameroon manager is Rigobert Song, and the yeah. the tact, the question posed to him is, can you make room in your team for the most informed striker in the world? <laughs> Eric Maxim Chupamoto, yeah, once yeah, of Stoke, yeah. has been unbelievable for Bayern this year. Yeah, and he's not necessarily in their starting team. Which you is put kind him of strange. Put uh, him. They have to have to, they have to pick him. They Form. absolutely have to pick him. The final group is Group H: Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Yeah, this is kind of a group of flaws, really. I mean, I'm, none of those teams really stand out. South Korea, hopefully Sun is fully fit. It looks like he probably will be, although he's not exactly taking red-hot club form in. Um, Portugal will get through. I know Alan Quinn wants to see them win the tournament. I don't think they will. They have a Ronaldo problem in the sense that they'll play him and they won't drop him, but they're a much better <laughs> team without him. Uh, I think they'll probably qualify. Uruguay are a bit of an unknown quantity. Mm. Um, you know, the you look at the squad and you think well that's an ancient squad because it's got Cavani Suarez and, and Diego yeah. Godin but then they've got you know Fede Valverde who's been at Madrid he's been genuinely one of the best midfielders in Europe this year they've also the you know the the agent of chaos Darwin Nunez so oh it remains to be seen what happens with them so they're a little bit unpredictable but um, I'll go with Uruguay to top the group with Portugal in second Interesting yeah, that, could, that could make for some uh, fairly feisty last 16 ties I'd imagine uh, Gavin great stuff as always thanks a million this morning What you're flying to tomorrow afternoon direct to Doha tomorrow afternoon I'll miss Ireland Australia direct to Doha from, uh, from Dublin and then I uh, will arrive at a hotel that hopefully exists well hopefully when you land yeah and it's not just a tent in the desert that would be that would be a start a nice start yeah. to, the, to, the, to the trip uh, Gavin great stuff thanks, as always Shane. this morning really thanks a million OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember Effortless shave, magnificent mode.